Hello, and welcome to Behind the Curtain, the captivating theatre podcast that will take you on a thrilling journey beyond the stage. I'm your host, Holly Nelson, and we will be stepping into the secret world of theatre, discussing the personal stories, hidden gems, and unspoken topics that lie behind that mysterious curtain. On today's episode, I am speaking to Jenna Pandia. Jenna is a Northern actress who graduated in 2021 from Bird College. Since graduating, she was part of the original cast of What's New Pussycat, and most recently played the role of Sophie Sheridan in Mamma Mia! The Musical. In this episode, we talk about training in lockdown, performance anxiety, and riding the wave of the industry that we are a part of. I hope you enjoy. Jenna Pandia, welcome to Behind the Curtain. Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to speak to me today, especially because it is the first episode. I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, So how I want to start the podcast is um, by asking my guests, how are you truly feeling today? I don't know why this is such a hard question. It's a hard question to answer, isn't it? Mm. But actually, I'm feeling pretty sprightly. Good. I mean, it's a Wednesday. It's yeah. a Wednesday. Middle of the week. I'm feeling quite proactive and just like riding the wave of the middle of the week. I like that, riding the say. wave. Yeah. So to start, let's get the energy going. Okay. We're going to do a quick fire round. Are we ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Jenna Pandia. Tea or coffee? Tea. What is your pre-show ritual? Uh, oh God, make sure I haven't got lipstick on my teeth. Brilliant. Or no bogeys. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's great. Morning or night owl? Night. What was the last thing that you listened to? The last thing I listened to would be a Diary of a CEO podcast. Ooh, interesting. Like it, like love it. Love it, love it. Still or sparkling water? Sparkling. Always. With a bit of lemon in. Gotta be. Gotta be. Dream roll. Oh, Anita West Side Story. Come on. Fantastic. Yeah. Window or an aisle seat? Window. If you could only do one of these things for the rest of your life, what would you do? Sing, act, or dance? Act. Well done. Thank you. The end of the quick fire round. I can relax now. Brilliant, love those. Let's start at the very beginning the of very your good journey. Place to start. Yes, okay, yes. Actually, maybe that could be a little jingle. Yeah, let's start at the very beginning. <laughs> Where did this all start for you? Well, so I was one of those, I don't know, if there's, I think, I feel like a lot of people always knew that they wanted to, to do like this kind of performing industry type thing. But I was one of those people, I remember, well, I don't remember, my mum tells me Mm. that Nina, my sister, went to like baby ballet classes. And I must have been about two at the time. And I would be waiting in the waiting room to pick her up. And I would just copy like the girls through the window. And then my dance teacher said, oh, does she want to come in? And just, I just stood at the back and just like copied what they were doing. So like, I obviously had an interest from a young age. Mm. Um, And then... It wasn't until, I think I was about 10 and we did our school musical. I was living in Dubai at the time. And I don't know why, I don't know if it, if it was a thing there, but like our whole 
term was doing this musical. Like, I miss so much school to oh do this God. musical. I know my parents now think, like, how did they let you do a whole term on a musical, right? Well, that's perfect. But it was great. And the musical was Annie. And I was Annie. Fantastic. And it was just, like, that was probably really formative for me. Mm. And I think I just, like, absolutely loved it. I think it was the first time my parents were like, oh, like, she's got an interest. Like, this was the thing that I like to do. Like, I wasn't, not that, I don't want to say, oh, I'm not an academic person. But I didn't, like, I was not you know, running around excited to do my homework or yeah. doing, you know, mm. I had to be dragged to do my homework, mm. but I would just sing in the garden and make up songs all day long. So that was kind of like the catalyst I feel for me being like, right. And at that age, I also was just obsessed with, like my dream was like Broadway was this thing that I would just talk about all the time. I don't know why I had this obsession with Broadway. I think Glee was out at the time. Like, I loved Rachel Berry. Like she, like, she was so cool. Was she an inspiration? She was. Mm. She honestly was. At that, like, actually, I never really thought about it, but Glee was a was a big thing of constantly keeping me, like, engrossed in, like, that world. Mm. You know, I would just romanticise my life as, like, an 11-year-old, like, moving to New York to be on Broadway. I think that's... It's, not, it's a lovely dream to have. We all have dreams. Um... So yeah, it was all very much there. And then like moving into high school, I hated high school. I just tried to, at any time that I could, I was, you know, I was trying to organize some night where I could perform yeah. or like I ran like the year nine drama club in, in year 11, which is so funny because I feel like I'm actually that person who did, who did that when, which is kind of like weird to think about, but I did. I was that girl. I think I was probably a bit annoying at school because I was just so like, oh my god, like I want to perform all the time. Um, and did you do any like dance? Did you go to dance classes in Dubai? Did you go to yeah? Acting? So I actually always like did ballet was my like foundation. I didn't actually do loads of other styles until like probably till I went to Bird and started mm -hmm. doing that. Um, but it was always ballet and. It was weird, I think, as well. I grew up in a really small town in the north. So I think me trying to, like, run the drama club and do different, like, put on different evenings at the school, I think that was my way of, like, giving myself a time to perform because, like, there really wasn't a lot going going mm. on up there, mm. you know? It's not... There wasn't, like, a big... Even, like, Amdram-wise, there wasn't, like, a lot going on. So I made sure that I had something to do. <laughs> That's so which great. is so like oh like my ideal weekend which is funny to talk about this because I feel like I'm a that feels like a different person to who you who are I now, are yeah. yeah I'm now but like I would just move all the furniture out the way in the lounge and like just like make a dance I could still see you doing that you know for, and because I knew I was like I'm gonna organize an evening where I can perform this dance <laughs> and then people can come and watch me but we have to take that little thing of yeah of our childhood's I think as Naivety, well. Naivety, isn't it? It is that. And I think, obviously, like, social media, I feel like I sound like a, like a mum saying that. But it is, it doesn't, it takes away that privacy, like the privacy of your own thoughts. Like when I, when you, when you were younger and you had these like ambitions and things, you didn't really put it into that big world picture or think about people looking at you. Like, especially when I was much younger, when I was still in primary school, me and my friends, like, I would get them together and we'd put on, we'd create, like, a number, like, an actual, I remember Grenade, Bruno Mars's Grenade, there was four of us. We, every break time, we were learning this routine and then we 
said to our teacher, we want to perform this in assembly for everyone. Like, can you imagine, like, even going into high school when, like, you know, things like social media came more about, like, there's absolutely no way that I would be voluntarily getting up in assembly before, but I just didn't care because I was having yeah. fun. I was proactive in performing. That's where it all started for me. Amazing. And I always had a vision. I was like, I'm going to go to, I just knew I was going to go to drama school. Like, I would have gone at 16 if my mum and dad would have let me but I'm glad they didn't they were like no like just like settle down it'll all happen if you just like chill out a bit um and then just auditioned um for a bunch of different schools like Bird just felt like a place I think as well like coming from a small town to London I was quite a home like I got homesick quite easy I was quite worried uh and going to Bird just felt like the environment it almost felt quite school-like in a way I think I just had a really nice time on the day um and that's so I, I just yeah I didn't I didn't think much about it. just when that felt right I went there yeah. amazing so but then 2021 yeah you graduated bird I did and you were obviously part of bird when covid was going on yeah. you were training yeah. in covid lockdown mm-hmm. um and graduated or as it was co- as it was ending interesting so what was that like? Well, I mean, it was it was awful, wasn't it? I think it doesn't matter what year you were in. Like for me, so the twenty twenty one grads, it happened in the like kind of middle of our second year. So basically, half my training was just normal, and then the whole other half was like Zoom. It was all COVID effective affected. Mm. Um, but I think even the people in the year below, they had their entire training was upheaved Mm. by covid like awful can't imagine that also if you were 2020 you 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 were you graduated into an industry that had just paused and frozen and wasn't there anymore so like i think everyone had it bad but and i guess we have this dream of like going to drama school and for that to then be completely i think that was a big thing i think a lot of us it was frustration because we especially you do yeah you dream and you have this like idea of you know this is going to happen and this is I'm going to go through this wave of motions to get to where I want when I graduate and that was kind of taken away from us and I think there was frustration some of the like especially zoom was so demotivating and like I remember we had one class um we had a lovely contemporary teacher who just like we he could just tell we were all just so we were really struggling and he just sat us down and one by one just said we didn't we didn't dance we didn't do anything he just would just tell me how you're feeling and like people were really emotional like i've got i got goosebumps when you said that because like and also like zoom you're not actually getting you can ask someone how they feel but you can't not on it when there's a million little squares and like to actually and some people were really upset and it made you realize like oh my god like everyone's like thank god feeling the same but and it was just a scary time but in a way there was always a positive out of it. Like it gave me time to pause. I think when college was happening, it was so busy at that time. And it was one of those moments where I was like, I actually, there was so much going on. I was thinking, I don't know how I'm going to make it to the end of the year. <laughs> like I can't see myself finishing this yeah. experience. And I guess as, as hard as I bet it was being in kind of like your home on Zoom, mm-hmm. you kind of then didn't have the other aspect of, having to kind of like work and do 
other jobs to maybe pay for it That's or, true. or the hustle and bustle of living in London or wherever you train um that kind of like life as well as college yeah like, for me it was like finding that work balance work and life balance yeah. as well as college but for people who were training in lockdown I guess it was that kind of time to really focus in however it was hard to do ballet in the living room when your mum's cooking breakfast in the kitchen. Exactly. It was hard for everyone, but it was definitely hard trying to stay motivated in that time. But also, you're, you're working really hard and training, but you have no industry that's that there. you can see. Like, you don't know how you're training to get your foot in the door, but not there's, there's no door to open. Like, yeah. And then who knew what was gonna, also we didn't know when this was gonna end. So like, we didn't know about third year agents, like how that was happening. It was just, it was so such an unknown. I think everyone's story from that time is so different. Yeah. And hats off to any of, any people that graduated or trained in that time, because it was, like you say, really hard to, for me, I'd graduated a few years before that. And it was hard for even us to then think, yeah. when are we gonna work again? Do I need to do something else? But for people who were had put their money into training, into an industry that wasn't there, I hadn't even thought about it like that because like you said, there was no doors to step into. So what were you doing when COVID happened? I had just finished a panto and was okay. auditioning at the time and then and then it stopped. Um, and I actually had an audition for something. I was in the, for the final and I was supposed to hear in like a week's time. But and then COVID hit, so I'd never so heard never about heard. that job. The job that I, it was actually one I was like really could... excited about, but. That is so infuriating. I know. That's so annoying. So you graduated from Birds. I did. You then went into What's New Pussycat. I did. So exciting. And then you stepped into Mamma Mia as Sophie Sheridan. Woo! Wowzers. Big jump. It was a big jump. How was that transition? So, like, What's New Pussycat? That show. I can't, like, not smile when thinking about that show. That's it was beautiful. so good. And um, it was like, I finished, that happened as college was ending so I was so lucky but I was so fresh like mm. I was a baby I felt like a baby and I think as we were saying about COVID not having that those performance opportunities I now looking back I'm like there was a lot of just like backstage things like people who work backstage that kind of routine and of knowing who is there and who what is the there what, is. what all the jobs are all that all those things like that's what we we also missed out on, which I didn't even know at the time was the thing I was missing out on. That's um, really interesting, actually. So it was a lot, even like the rehearsal room process um, and like all the people involved in that and like even stuff like a company manager, like just didn't, 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 didn't get told about that, you know, and how, how a company works. So it was like quite overwhelming, but it was so, and actually... I wrote, I had a diary I was writing at the time. And like, now I look back and I'm like, oh my God, like that was so amazing. Like the whole, the whole thing was like purely joy. But actually I look back at this diary cause I knew we were doing this and I was quite stressed. Like at the time, like <laughs> I was quite, I think I was overwhelmed. I felt like, oh my God, like, am I good enough to be here? And, but it was, that was really special cause a lot 
like a lot of us were grads who were making our professional debut together which also was kind of I guess really nice to be a part of so you weren't the only one exactly it felt like we I was go I was not on alert especially like we were I was in the ensemble and all of us we were like a group and we did go through that together it was like a joint experience and then um literally while we were in tech Sophie came about um and like the only way to describe that is I I got the audition through for Sophie and I rang my mum and I was like mum you'll never guess what I got an audition for Sophie this is so good like I can go to this audition and then next year I would have like met the panel I'll know the material maybe I'll have a chance of getting it she's like oh my god this is great like yeah that's great and that was my mindset I did mm. not I didn't even it's not that I didn't think I could get it like I obviously I thought in the future it was a possibility but I just hadn't even put that kind of self-pressure on myself to be to be doing a, a be at a certain place in my like career path I was just like so early on yeah I, guess, I yeah. was just kind of like oh my god this is fantastic like that's so cool and I think at that point as well like I just assumed it was like a role I wouldn't play which I think is it's just I don't know it's not sad but it's it's not sad because it's great because I, I have played it but yeah like now I'd consider that to be a dream role like it yeah. definitely was some a phrase that um my best friend Anna taught me um and it's ignorance is bliss and I think that with a lot of my like journey from ensemble to playing like a lead role it was that's the fact I my inexperience and the fact I didn't know what I was quite about to go through mm. helped me just do it and it was that child fearless factor that I was like yeah all right I just kind of I just went with the flow and just was like yeah I, I can do that like no no worries like let's just give which it a go which is brilliant we all we all should take a bit of that mm -hmm. we should all take a bit of yeah. that ignorance is bliss yeah. like we all are we're not none of us are perfect yeah we're all learning as we continue to grow and evolve and and go through this industry and it was it's just so brilliant to kind of hear that of you just it was it was so oblivious you're like yeah it's, it's cool like I'd I love just, to play it yeah I was like yeah but I hadn't even also like it was this I knew it was Sophie for the tour for a year's contract and it didn't sink in I think what I had like achieved until like way past I opened the show mm. I think I was just Bumbling along, mm. like, because if like I hadn't, I couldn't freak out yeah. or think. I definitely, I mean, saying that the day I got it, I did have about, I had a, probably about half an hour of, oh my god, this is amazing! I can't believe I've done that before. I went, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, can I even do this? But obviously, you had, I had to ignore that. I never let that like they, seep in. Yeah, but it was a thought of like. I'm going to get really anxious about doing this, but we'll just forget that for now. I think you do, like, it's, yeah, you always, I realised as well, you always worry about something, and it's, I wish I could, like, enjoy the the Present joyful moments moment. for longer mm. before I find the problem in the situation. It's the same with when you're in a contract, you have a couple months before you're like, oh, God, I have to get another job. Like, that doesn't, you don't just sit and enjoy it for long enough. What is one of the most exhilarating moments that you've experienced while being in the industry? Oh. One that's really memorable. 
Okay, so I think my whole Mamma Mia process was kind of crazy because so I I was the only one joining that cast. So you were all you were we all, all there. Started. You you had start like this. I almost came in the middle of a for me it was the start of my contract, but you guys had already you were in the middle of one. So Sophie was like the only newbie mm-hmm. in town. Um and and COVID was rampant at the time. It was it was January twenty two, yeah. very beginning of the year. And obviously I was it was only me like learning it. So obviously we didn't need didn't we didn't need that whole rehearsal process. But pause on that. You learnt the whole show with <laughs> with Nicola Traherne in a yes. rehearsal studio without anyone else there. Hats off to you because the the amount of people that went through that and that will have made you learn so many things that will continue to go into your career because you learned that in a rehearsal room. None of us were there. You didn't know any of us. It was it was and you slotted in and performed and continued with us with us all, did the show without with doing one dress run. And then it was Okay, you're part of the crew now. That's what I mean when I think it's crazy because like, and when I, that opening night, having gone through this, that process of like, you know, the the rehearsal and how kind of crazy it was, I didn't even, it, it wasn't until later that now I look back and I'm like, that was crazy. But at the time I was like, it was almost, I was quite numb. I was just kind of like, yeah, like I was, I had, mm. I couldn't crumble. Like I had to stay calm. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, you're so calm. And I was like, I wish you could see me like on the phone to my mum be like, oh my God, I'm so stressed out. But I did have about one week rehearsal learning. Like principal cast came in and we did scenes. But in terms of the big numbers, like I learned the entire like voulez-vous, hem party, like just Good. moving. Okay, you come to here on the stage, like on my own, under attack, on my own. And I didn't, and I think it was, what was hard as well as not meeting you guys either and then because I actually started, you guys had started the show, I think you had like two weeks and I got to just watch it, which was really useful to get to see it. Um, but yeah, and like meeting you guys back, like backstage, not having that rehearsal process, but meeting everyone in the wing as I was like just shadowing lovely Lucy, who was playing Sophie at the time. It was just kind of, it was mad. And I bet now you look back actually, and I hope you do look back and think of how amazing that achievement was, because like you said at the time, you it just felt a bit of a blur and a bit numb to it all because you just were kind of like, I need to do this and get it done and um, yeah. and get on the stage as Sophie yeah. Sheridan. But when you look back now, look how much <laughs> you achieved from doing that. I do think now, like, it's made me, I, I there's not a lot that, I don't want to say there's not a lot that phases me, but in terms of, starting a new job or doing something I'm a bit nervous about I just I have less of that now because I'm like I I did that like remember that, that time I, yeah I'm like I know I did that so I know that I can do things that I don't think that I can but yeah looking back now talking about ignorance is bliss if I knew what I was about to get that I was going to go on that night having done the first dress rehearsal that day it was the first time I sang into a mic on my own when I talk about the jump from ensemble to lead and the inexperience I had, like I had never like heard my own 
voice come back to me in a theater like that was the first time i'd heard that and it is all like obviously that is part of like like being a performer on stage and playing the lead role is knowing how to deal with all of like the sound of different theaters and but we don't get taught that no it's and like and i learned that the hard way which was the best way but yeah that was like pretty exhilarating and i i didn't sleep that night and I, like Lucy May Barker told me before I went on she went when you cook like when you come back to your dressing room like just have a minute because I just take it in and I did I remember she said that to me because it it was just like oh my god and I didn't sleep the whole night and it was crazy that's yeah. when it was like wow but before that I was just kind of chugging along on a train not quite knowing what I was getting myself into but it happened it just proves like you can't if you if you just let it happen. It's it's it'll happen and it's fine. But that was pretty exhilarating. On the flip side to that, what was one moment that maybe was challenging in your journey? I think, kind of leading on from what we were talking about, I had a lot more confidence at that beginning when you would think. I would be like, what am I doing? I am out of my debt. Like imposter syndrome was definitely, I mean, that's a whole other topic. I think that never really went away, but I became so much more anxious and had like more performance anxiety towards the end of doing Sophie when I had done it a million times and I was confident and I knew exactly what I was doing, which I think it's crazy because it should it shouldn't be like that, mm. and it was hard. Like that rep, it was more. No one can teach you how to do eight shows a week, and like as I was saying, I had never done a year's contract, and like in a year you go through a lot of cycles. Like the seasons change, the weather changes, hay fever happens. For girls, like you have a, Your a menstrual, menstrual cycle, cycle, which you know we all know yeah. makes you tired and your recovery from that tiredness is um is affected it affects your voice your voice is your affected energy. exactly and like you have to learn that the hard way going through it so obviously that like that was just part of like part of the job and part of my personal journey but i do think in terms of i did get which speaking a lot i think a lot of performers have got this i don't think this is personal just to me but that performance anxiety of like the repetition of the show and actually like I would have, I could be saying my lines and and saying the next lines of a whole different scene in my head while I was doing it. Like it was such a like weird headspace to be in. And you, it's just, I think it comes with trusting yourself. And I think when you're doing something for so long, it's, you feel like I can't, like surely I I can't know it. Like I'm gonna forget it. I've, I it can't keep me go. I can't keep. I've got to do a, a show wrong at some point. It's that fear, you know. And that was really hard. And I definitely did hit like low points where it did feel overwhelming. I don't know if that was just because we were on tour and like the situation um, of moving around. And I was like learning things for the whole time. Like every week, I learned something new that year. But now, like, I, I realise and have so much respect for people who were just so consistent as performers and doing eight shows a week. And it's just like, wow. And that's what I aspire to be, like, 
as a consistent performer as I can. But it definitely like learning that journey and the like I did suffer with quite like bad performance anxiety at one point. And I did come out of it, but I think I didn't fully I haven't fully dealt with it until I've had this moment to stop and go like, why? Like what limitations am I putting on myself that, you know, and putting things into perspective, which obviously not everyone gets up and puts themselves in a situation where they're in front of a thousand people every night. So obviously that's going to come with some, you know, anxieties, but yeah, not, not that I'm like, it was, it, it was, a, it was like a hard low point. Um, so yeah, I would say that was tricky. Going from bird is super dance-based school and my pussycat track was really dance-based. Mm-hmm. And Sophie, you know, she's an actor-singer girl. Like mm-hmm. she was completely different and I had to look after myself in a way that I had never, you know, it was really, it was a whole lifestyle change that I took, which was also hard, especially when I think, obviously that show, a lot of my the people my age were um like you know they didn't have to they could go out a bit more and Mm -hmm. i mean i i think some people probably could have gone out but for me i know that i needed to just like chill out and and do that for myself it's a role that takes over your life as well as as many roles do yeah i don't think people know that that it is a big lifestyle change yeah um i guess you've kind of learned that for whenever the next job comes along yeah that you know them little lifestyle hacks that work for you for sure yeah but also not getting it to a place that gets into your head and and makes them limiting beliefs come along because overall it's it's a job we're not saving lives Mm -hmm. this is what we would say all the time we're there to entertain and you like we can only do what you can we can only make other people have fun surely if you're having fun and it's something that when my parents used to come and see the show they're like you look like you're having so much fun and like especially in that finale that we do they're like you guys are all so happy like my dad was like oh my god like I want to do it like you're like so happy and I was like dad you don't understand how tired everyone is you know and I feel like I don't it's so easy at that time now it's different coming away from it I'm like I look back and I'm like I will it was so much fun so outside of being in a job yes we have the hustle we do normal jobs yeah um muggle jobs muggle jobs to pay the rent Mm -hmm. to pay the food shop juggling work and auditions making sure someone can cover you so you can go to that audition and then you can come back the recalls the rejection there's a lot that's not just us walking on stage and doing the show every night there's Mm -hmm. a lot more to what our job entails and i guess what I want to ask is what keeps you motivated and passionate about your work through this time of hustle? Yeah, okay. So I was really lucky to have gone and done these two jobs that I have straight from college. And then finishing Mamma Mia, this has been my time where I've had a break. I don't know, like I think having getting some sort of routine but having other hobbies and just knowing I think I for a long time thought that my career made me who I was or not my career but my successes Mm. but actually I've really had to take a moment to be like who who am I like on my own am I okay with that person and that first like I don't know like 
I don't know if I was so okay to just be me, but now I've gotten to a place where I am, but that took time. And I think it, you have to have, it's really good to have that break and that time. Because you were probably now walking into a room knowing who you really are. Yeah. And who you want to be and, and what you want to be up for and have that confidence of like, yeah, this is me. Yeah, this is how, how I want to hold myself. This is how I want to present myself. Yeah, and like you say, when you have different hobbies or different interests, which I don't think a lot of other jobs you have to have that. Like you yeah. basically, if you've got a job, you go to the work, you'll do your job, you have the weekend off. Yeah, for us, we're always like I feel like actors, actresses, we're all striving to do just things all the time. We yeah. want to be busy all the time, which what again is of it. another topic that. We don't always have to be busy mm-hmm. but like you said for like in a place where you're auditioning now for it not to be so kind of heightened of i need to get this job yeah because you maybe have another interest in a, a job working elsewhere or you've got another interest of i know you're really into photography and um, yeah. and all that and yeah. it's it's having other things and and the support network, isn't it? It's not yeah. pushing everyone away and then feeling lonely because it can be a really lonely place. Definitely. And I think especially a lot of us have gone from having this as a hobby and then it turning into a job. Mm. And when it's Which done, is a really hard transition. Yeah, and then when you're left with, okay, so now I'm in between jobs, but my hobby is now my work. Mm. Like for a long time, like something that has made, kept me motivated is like, just remembering to sing a song because I want to. Like going back to that younger me who just wanted to have a boogie and just loved to sing and didn't really care if I was good enough, if anyone was ever going to listen to me. Like it's doing that. Like sometimes I just sing and I start singing for an hour and I'm like, oh my God, like I'm really happy. But it's hard because when it's associated with like working or if you know you've got an audition, you need to practice stuff. Like there is a little bit of anxiety there and, you know, opening the the daughter okay like problems or like what you're about to go and do so I think but it's all it is it's I think it's good to recognize it's hard to find another hobby if you've been doing something for your whole life it's not always going to come to you so quickly mm-hmm. but but this time when you are out of a job like you say you you found more of who you are instead of completely Jenna playing Sylvia Sheridan yeah. which was a lifestyle yeah and which was your life Whereas now of you being just Jenna, yeah. you've been able to adopt them lifestyle changes you did to put into these auditions. And, exactly. And, and I walk in that. differently now. And also, like, it makes me, I'm excited to go forward now knowing that I know now know my industry. I don't think I fully knew until you have that break yeah. where you're just like, okay, like, yeah, like, going to go I need a muggle job now like Mm -hmm. that is the industry it's not just like it's not just the time when you're working it's all good which is also hard and comes of all the challenges we were saying it's the uncertainty that I had to realize like it's always going to be there in this world Mm -hmm. it you're never gonna there's always going to be a time where you even if you have a job lined up you just never know what's going to keep happening and like I think I've recently I'm not, I don't want to say envious, but I have just been like, oh, like, 
you know, people who can start in a company and work up like mm. that. So, and you do get to do it in your own way, but it is quite niche. Mm. And I think it's good that when you obviously, you're often like surrounded by friends who understand it because it is, yeah. it is different. Yeah. To kind of wrap up the podcast. Yes. What advice would you give your younger self starting their journey in this industry? Mm. What comes to mind is like, just don't take it so seriously. Like don't take, not like myself so seriously, because I, I don't think it was that, but just this self-pressure that I put on myself. Like just remember no one else is putting that, but I figure, like, I wish I could tell myself earlier, like, no one really is bothered about what you're doing. They're not affected. Every, like, everyone wants everyone to just be happy. So just enjoy and, like, find the joy in it. And, like, you're young. Be young for longer. There's more, all the hard stuff's coming. <laughs> and just, like, like, ride the wave. Like, everything's going to, like, happen as it's meant to. So at the end of every podcast, yes. I want each guest to tell the listeners something that you either read, listen to, or watch that could maybe inspire them or just something that could motivate them into their next week. So seeing as it's just ended, I've got to say Ted Lasso. I've, I've got to watch watched. it, people. Holly! You've got to watch it. I know it's on Apple TV, but like I'm pretty sure there's some kind of free trial for a week. You just bash them out in a week. Maybe. If <laughs> you've got loads of time on your hands. But it's just, I don't know. It's the closest thing I've come to like some kind of therapy session. Like it's really, it does, it inspires me to watch it. It's so heartwarming. And it's funny because like it's obviously about football, but it's not about football. Like it, it makes me happy. It just as a show, it it would make me like cry and just laugh out loud. And it's just a like it's a pleasing show. And I think whether you like podcasts or a book or or watching something, I am a big. I like TV. Yeah. I like to watch something. But yeah, that's just something that it does make you just feel happy and take you out of your life and make you reflect on those things in your own life, which. Amazing. There's lessons in that show, and it, I enjoyed it, and it's hilarious. So fantastic! I will definitely watch you it. You must. I will definitely watch it. Jenna, thank you so much. <gasps> well, for congratulations the time. to you. Your first podcast. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> and yeah, just thank you so much for giving me your time and sharing your story um, and being so open and honest. <sighs> thank you for having me, Holly. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for joining me in this episode of Behind the Curtain. Subscribe and stay tuned as we unveil the hidden gems of the theatre industry, one story at a time.